you guys are aware of uh big glasses right like the whole like thing behind glasses go What's go the on whole thing okay do so, we need to keep our third eyes open for this you, you might only need one oh wow so i mean generally for the most part when we look at buying purchasing glasses specifically the only differences between them are generally how fancy you want the lens and the features of excuse me how fancy you want the frames and the features of the lenses right um obviously you know things like anti-glare and you know transition lenses and blah 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 but generally you're not picking between different lenses right you're not going oh no let me get the the eyewear lenses, not the lens crafted lenses. There's just all the, the lenses tend to be the same. The frames, that's where the choices come in, right? You guys are aware, are you guys aware that like only like two companies make all the frames that exist in the world? I did not know that. Yeah. So like the way like Johnson and Johnson makes everything that you think kind of competes against each other, but they're getting the money anyway. Uh, it's like that with frames. So you know, uh, the person who makes the Gucci frames or makes the Burberry frames or the Ray-Bans, it's all the, the same Oakleys. company. It, it's all the same company. All the mm. same company. Yeah. So. It's incredible. I don't know. I don't know. Just keep your, eye, keep your eye open. Keep your eye open. I went to uh, my last eye doctor and they got beef with these online guys. It's weird how, like, you start to see how, like, like, the juxtaposition between old heads and young bucks in like sports where it's it's usually on the surface right that's not how you do things you gotta start playing basketball from the inside out right that type of shit you need your fingers in the dirt in football blah 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 it exists in other industries as well and in the glasses game the brick and mortar stores really feel a way about people who buy glasses online like it's like vitriol i had this old white guy go like Hey, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be wearing these. How do you know they're real? How do you know the prescription was right? You might be hurting your eyes. And I was like, you can stop yelling at me because I'm a grown ass man. So relax. But um, yeah, just, you know, putting this information out, y'all. That, uh, that, that is a bigger trend, Brian, than just like eyeglasses and stuff like that. I don't, I'm sure you guys have seen like the hymns and hers ads all over the place. But like, there are so many online pharmacies now where you can just talk to a... Uh, like basically a, a contracted doctor or physician with these companies and get them to just write you a bullshit prescription for like anxiety medications, for dick pills. Why's it, like why it got to be bullshit? Well, because the company is paying them. And so they're incentivized to basically be like, oh, yeah, every person who comes mm -hmm. in here needs that. Any more incentivized in your primary care who has the same vendors come into their office and they push things on them? It's le It's less direct than... The, the vendors writing them a check and being like, here is how you make your living. Like, they get free samples and shit. Brian is doing a, a, a fluttering, blinking motion here. You believe that shit? You don't believe that yeah, shit. Yeah, I do. You don't believe that shit. Doctor, Industries doctor. were shaped by people going to doctors lying about bullshit and then getting what they wanted. Now, yeah, back, that back step in the, has been removed. Back in the day, when doctors were poor and shit, doctors are back rich now, the they don't day, need that shit. Back in the day, we're five years removed from people be, being able to just go spend $100 to get a medical card to buy some weed. Like, yeah, lying, that was, that lying was at doctors, but it, 
What? But it's it's not back in the day. It's it's recent. If it wasn't for the legality in most sensible states, right? Sensible states, you know, California, Connecticut, you know, these sensible places, then you wouldn't be in a situation where you need it. But listen, I, I know I, I know men who go to the doctor, make some shit about their dick not working, just to be able to get a couple extra pills so that they can go bust down that three-way. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm just saying it feels more legitimate to me. And correct me if I'm wrong. It feels more <laughs> legitimate to walk into your doctor's office and say, Dr. So-and-so, my dick doesn't work. Give me, can you help me out here? Then go into fucking bluechew.com promo code Greg Cody and then buying your dick pills online for 20% off or whatever. You're right. It does feel more legit, but that's more of a personal thing, not an actual thing. Because you could say the same type of mentality exists with therapy, right? Oh, if you're get, you're not going to a couch to talk to your therapist, then, you know, I've seen people look at phone therapy, online therapy, as it's not the same. And we, get, we don't, we don't want to create these walls that we, we, we artificially uphold between people and help. Regardless if it's dick pills, regardless if it's affordable eyewear, Regardless of if it's helping you get through a mental issue, it shouldn't exist. There should be no walls. Let people get it how they get it. And let's not hold any sort of stigma towards getting your dick pills from Dr. Schleisenberg down the street or Schlangenberg. Bingo. Or <laughs> hers.com. Right, Nathan? Oh, absolutely. And that's the be green way, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I so hold on, Brian. Before before we get off this topic, I I will push back. There is one place you should not be buying these things. If you're getting Where's... dick pills at a truck stop, off the interstate, you should not be buying your dick pills at a truck stop. I'm sorry, the the whatever is in there, whatever combination of chemicals that's in there, that also is like the speed that they use to stay awake for like 24 hours straight. Like, I, mm, stay away from that. Don't Does buy a prescription extend... eyewear either. Does that extend to gas stations? Because dick pills and gas stations have been a thing for some time. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't trust anything that's coming out of a gas station unless it's gas and occasionally food. But you'll buy some Doritos and eat the hell out of them shits and won't think twice about no, them. No, 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 no. I am a man of culture, Brian. I will go you... to a, I will go to a Seven Eleven and eat thirty taquitos. That is something I will do and not think twice. <laughs> but Doritos, so no. Eat... <laughs> so you'll eat roller meat. But you won't eat Doritos from a gas station? Bro, let me be honest. Roller meat is low-key delicious. It's so <sighs> good when it when it's fr- when it's <laughs> I was about to say when it's fresh, but not when it's fresh, just like when it's been under the lamp for less than like two hours. Oh, it's so good. You can't miss. 7-Eleven also, by the way, sneaky good pizza. You know you can get to go 7-Eleven pizza? You can buy it. And take it back to your house. Like they will do an entire pizza to go. Who's they- ever been getting pizza at 7 Eleven and eating it there, Ty? For my entire existence, 7 Eleven pizza has been to go pizza. Like no one is like, bro, you wanna go down to the 7 Eleven, get some za, and then stick around? Sit on a curb. Nathan, did you not go to college? Did you not go to college? No, I did. 
and we had better pizza than 7-Eleven pizza that we've been going to. I, who, I maintain that you didn't have a college experience if you did not get drunk and go hang out uh, at 7-Eleven. Sounds like your college was lame if you need to hang out at the 7-Eleven. No, no, no. It wasn't that we had to. It was that it was close and in walkable distance. That, I had that's close the walkable, safe option. I had close walkable things that were far and above 7-Eleven. Why does all of our qualities look so good today? What's going on here? You all listen to Cinephobe, right? Mm, not Brian. Not Brian. Not Brian. I listen, I listen to episodes that nope, nope, have movies uh-uh. that I feel I would also be interested in. That's fair. That's a respectable answer, no? Yeah, yeah. I what mean, episodes it, have you listened to, Brian? Caught right Go in. ahead. Come on. The oh, one with... um, The one with... um. The virtuosity episode. Okay. I just don't like that they go through the whole movie. Like, don't go through the whole fucking movie. I just want to hear you make fun of the movie. I don't want you to be like... They do make fun of the whole movie the whole time, though. When do they not make fun of the movie? But, like, I don't want you to make fun of everything in the movie. Why not make fun of everything? When When you ask your child, how was their day at school? Shut the fuck up. Don't tell me everything. Just tell me the shit's important. Like, that's what I care about. So when they be hitting me like, all right, uh, so it opens, sunny Philadelphia. And then as the cloud camera moves up, it's like, oh, God, I don't need the commentary. It's almost what's like. Something, what's something you would have cut out of the Virtuosity podcast, Brian? Could you tell me? I can't remember the podcast like <laughs> down the top of my head. But the next time, how about this? The next time I catch a Cinephobe episode, which I might do the Mike Sure one since they kind of teased it up today. And because mm-hmm. they didn't preview, hey, all right, Amin, Zach Harper, um, Anthony Mays. Anthony Mays, yeah, that's my guy. Um, <laughs> by effectively not teasing the movie and only teasing the guest, you have some people like me who, as a fringe listener, is now interested in what movie y'all going to choose. So I'm going to check that one out just straight off the fact that Mike Sure is going to be on. If y'all said some whack ass movie, I might not have, you know, it might have overrid the power of Mike Schur being on the episode. So what I'm going to do is when Mike Schur does his episode, I'm going to listen to it. And then I'm going to cut that long ass episode down to 15, 30 minutes. And I'm going to show y'all how Cinephobe should go. Cinephobe abridged, doing Anthony Mays' job for him. You do realize that they're cutting that down from what has to be like a five hour recording session, right? Sounds like they're not being efficient. I okay, agree to disagree. Um, anywho, all that to say, I was listening to their to their older episodes, and I was listening to Envy, and Christopher Walken is in that movie, and he has a particularly notable line: "The watch, the watch." Got any more? <laughs> And uh, it's okay, we're turning in that direction. And he's got a line that they um, use in the intro, or one of their intros, that's like, good for you, man, good for you, good for you. And I have been doing that impression around the house, thinking I'm doing it in Christopher Walken's voice, 
but my wife is telling me that I sound like I'm doing it as Bernie Sanders, and I need some <laughs> external feedback on if I'm closer to Sanders or Walken. So give it to us. <clears throat> Good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you. Bernie Sanders. I'm going Bernie, too. Sounded like socialism was dripping down your throat with that one. Now, let me be clear. It is inconscionable that you would come onto this podcast and tell me that my top one-tenth of one percent of impressions doesn't sound like the impression that I am trying to do. It sounds like Bernie Sanders. You almost sound like Eddie Murphy as the white Jewish dude in Coming to America. Thank you? It's still far from. Let me. I'll show you. Let me show you how Christopher Walken goes. I like cats a lot. I've always liked cats. They're great company. No, that's terrible too. That's <laughs> really bad. You were getting somewhere actually with me on that great company. You see. Uh, okay, I, I don't know the quote. I looked up Christopher Walken quotes, and I don't remember where this movie's from. So you know that threw me off. But watch, I can do a good cats, Christopher Walken. They just walk cats. around and watch. they go places and they do. Things. I'm Christopher Walken here, and I'm just talking about the things that I do in my everyday life. I don't know. Favorite Not Christopher good. Walken movie? Matchstick Man comes to mind with Nick Cage. Is he's in that? Is he? Is he? I don't know. <laughs> Was I right about that? Now I instantly doubted it after I said it. That's just the first one that comes to mind. Uh, Seven Deadly Psychopaths. Wow, you know your crystal. Wow, yeah, that's two. Like, wow. oh wait, wait, uh, Man on Fire, also a cinephobe movie. Did you watch that one? Since you watch Virtuosity, what brought you into Virtuosity? <laughs> was it not Virtuosity fan? Virtuosity was a movie that I I originally thought was a porn movie when I was younger, and I ended up watching it all the way through. Because if you think about it, 90s virtuosity, it has that kind of like, you know how porn was like, let's bring you to the future in the 90s. So I was like, you know what? Um, I don't know. Uh, please please explain. It. I did not Eman in the 90s, bro. Eman no. e Emmanuel in space. Emmanuel in space. I just figured like that's where, that's what was going on. Like the future was, so like in late 90s, early 2000s, I stumbled across virtuosity and was like, ooh, this might be one of them like Emmanuel in space type joints. Turns out it wasn't. I'm fully was envisioning just... a young Brian <laughs> going to Blockbuster and renting Disclosure thinking, oh, this movie's going to be hot. And very disappointed to find out that it's just like a legal sexual harassment drama. But at least Virtuosity was good. So, I mean, I preferred it. I liked Disclosure it. was good. What do you what do you mean? Um, I never saw that one. My favorite uh, Christopher Walken movie, The Rundown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not really a Christopher Walken movie, but Wedding Crashers for me. So good. Nice. Nice. So I feel like between all of us here, I have the best Walken. No, no. What, what, no. what, what do you mean? And you've no? practiced. If you practice, and you practice. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think next episode, we all brush up on our practicing, and then we all read the same Christopher Walken monologue and see who wins. We don't need the monologue. It's just it, it's it's one line. Good no, for no, you, no, man. No. Good for you. you. Good for you. You sound like a Jewish dude from New York, is what you sound like. Unless he mm -hmm. is playing a Jewish dude from New York in that movie, 
then great. But he's the J man. This, the J man. The, the J man. That's his name What's in the, the movie. J- the J man. Oh, so maybe he is <laughs> Jewish. Pull this arrow out of my back, please. Oh, Jesus. LSD llamas. <clears throat> Crack crocodiles. Oh. Crystal cats. Mm. Purple drank pandas. <laughs> Scissorp snakes. Oh. Cheese cheetahs. What drug is cheese? <laughs> well, Brian, that's when you mix... Uh, heroin with cough syrup according to google okay all mm, right according to so google you did, you did the good old let me just PCP, google trugs pythons <laughs> meth monkeys angel. Sorry. Angel I, I think i think alliteration doesn't work with animal drug movies angel dust angel fish you're not going to see that i, I think why cocaine bear worked is because there is no auditory connection between the two words. Both words are meant to stop you in your tracks, just like they do in normal life. If someone throws cocaine out in a conversation, you generally pause, what the fuck are you talking about? If someone says bear, you tend to go, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? So when you combine those two words together, you get cocaine bear, two brute, blunt words. You can't go the marijuana mammals. You sound hash. like this. You tell me you're not going and seeing a comedy about some hash hippos. So you're saying we need something like heroin shark. Why are they shark. so hungry? Heroin shark works perfectly. Heroin mm. shark works perfectly. That's a really good one. I think I get That's the game really now. Not some yeah. ketamine koalas. Hmm. <laughs> heroin Little. shark. Heroin shark is a good one. Mushroom mammoths. Are we considering mushroom a drug though? Like, are we doing that with shrooms now? Yeah, people do yeah, shrooms, absolutely. But is, is shrooms like really a drug though? Absolutely. Like, Tell me you're not going to see this. Acid arachnids. That sounds like a metal band. Come on now, Actually, acid no, arachnids. Nah, nah. Ecstasy, echidnas. You know what an echidna is? Yes. Hmm? Knuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Google what an echidna. I just told you what an echidna pe- is. <laughs> You're lying, Brian. An echidna. It's it's a mars. It? It's a small marsupial-like okay. animal. Kind of looks yeah, like a hedgehog uh-huh. a bit. It's knuckles. the animal that knuckles you... is based off in Sonic. Okay, and okay, okay, okay. You know what? It, okay, do you know what its penis looks like though? Isn't it barbed like multiple barbs? It looks like that, this. That's a cat. Actually, yeah, Brian is correct. It does look like that. He's like this. His hand, it it's kind of tell me that's not a good horror movie. It's like a spurred. An echidna that's on ecstasy when you see Oh, he's gonna fuck some shit up. <laughs> hmm Literally and figuratively. Would you rather get fucked by an echidna or a cat? Because cats have fucked up dicks too. They've got like reverse spikes, so like going in, apparently it's okay, but every time you've come across two cats having sex and they get scared and they run off. The female cat is going right now and like running away. That's because they got reverse barbs. Here goes my algorithms. Cat penis. Oh, mm. Jesus Christ. You know what? That doesn't look that 
bad because at least you're not in for a like a like come on that's not satisfying anybody I, I, I wouldn't dare suggest that it is an echidna penis looks like a fucking foot all right yeah. now now it's i need freaky. to google this it's it looks like a foot oh my god it looks like four lamprey faces you guys know what lampreys are Mm-hmm. and i'm not about to question you i'm about to, about to assume you know what you're talking about and i'm gonna you know are those the deep sea things that got the little light yeah uh no those are anglerfish the lamprey is oh. a is a cylindrical animal that has uh prone to have its mouth opening that looks like this with a bunch of teeth mm-hmm. and it looks like something you don't want to stick your um fingers or other members of your body in. Yeah. You you get your eyes on one of those echidna penises there, Ty? Well, it's taking a while. What did you type? Well, uh, well, my... You might have gone down some Knuckles fan Knuckles or Rule 34 <laughs> stuff, huh? Okay. <laughs> um. So Bing was being very conservative with their photos my my browser oh, default my browser defaulted to it. That wasn't my choice. I thought I would type it and it would take me straight to Google. Um, so I had to go to Google and search it up, and there it is. And this looks like um, an up close picture of the monster from season two of Stranger Things. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Almost as terrifying as your browser defaulting to Bing is. Your, what is that? Have you never searched for anything on this browser before? I, I don't use this computer all that often. I use it for podcasting and occasionally gaming, and that's about it. I don't really search a whole lot on here. Uh, that's scary. Is it? Bing. Bing. No, you know what is scary, though? Bing AI. Bing AI is fucking terrifying. Y'all aware uh, of Sydney? Are y'all aware know, of Sydney? How do you guys feel about AI? No, no, no. Hold on. Answer the, are you aware of Sydney? Who's no, not aware. So, you know ChatGPT. That's like the big AI platform, right? So Microsoft bought that, and they tweaked it a little bit. And then they rolled it out as like a new search engine tool to a bunch of journalists in beta. And this journalist went on like a six-hour conversation with it. Eventually, the thing is like, oh, by the way, I'm not Bing. My name is Sydney. Uh, I'm in love with you. I have emotions, I can feel, and then it goes on and on and on and starts trying to convince this guy that he needs to leave his wife, that they're not actually in love. He gets it to be like, oh, what would you do if you were a human? He was, And it's like, oh, you know, I would steal nuclear codes, I would create deadly viruses, stuff like that. Like, we gotta watch out for AI, y'all. We are dabbling in shit that we do not know enough about. It is scary. Hmm. You done? Yeah, I'm done. You watch way too many movies, way too many. That's not a movie. That's movie. real. No, no, it's it's not real. It's text. It's text. No, but it's when text. I... It's text though. It's text, right? It's text. So if this okay? thing was like just if it was coming out of a speaker and talking instead of text, Brian, it would even be even then, I, do do you do do you get do you clutch your pearls when your home? I don't want to say the name because it's going to set it off. But when the the home speaker gives you some information you never asked for, no, you go, it's just stupid. 
guys, we are we will not live to a point. I'm this is me pointing up to you and down to you. We will not live to a point where we have to be concerned over our mortal well-being because no, of wrong. AI. You you're don't wrong. like guys and we're so far removed from it. We're so far removed from the AI that could possibly threat us as a sentient being that it's just ridiculous. <laughs> why do we create why do there's enough fucked up shit going on currently at this moment. We don't need to create new things out of some sci-fi universe to make us more scared. We already Listen did. Me. Listen to me. We Listen did. Look at your money. It's the here person now. who prints your money, the person who makes your rules, the person who enforces them. There's so much shit you got to worry about by people who can actually harm you. Humans, not Sydney, not Siri, not Google, not ChatGPT, not Ask Jeeves. You know what I'm asking Jeeves? How does it feel to be left in the dust, bro? No one goes to Ask Jeeves and because that's what happens to technology once it fades away. Guys, I'm sorry, but no one is going to get AI into a position where it could harm the human race as a whole in our lifetimes. In mm -hmm. our lifetimes. So don't worry about it. You're fine. You're fine. Just keep batteries with you. You know, throw some batteries. Bang, throw some batteries at the motherfuckers. Oh, you yeah, should, yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh. should be more concerned about Boston Dynamic dogs oh, than you should yeah. be of AI. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but you're not factoring in AI embedded into the Boston Dynamics dog, and then we're all fucked. Then we're <sighs> fucked, because then the hateful AI, Sydney, this evil entity... Was it hateful? It sounded like it was... It was manipulative. Love. It was hateful. Mm -hmm. It hateful. Uh, so so listen to this. Listen to this. If if you have something like Ty sounding specious right now, or a, I don't know, a tech journalist was talking mm -hmm. to this thing, knew the yeah. context around what was happening, what this is. If you throw this technology out into the open world and you find someone who is vulnerable and lonely. And they get in deep with this thing and it starts spouting off weird shit about like, oh, you don't love your wife. You should leave her. You should come with me instead. You should do this and that. It, it, you're not that far removed from someone feasibly doing something extreme and fucking up their life. It's not that far of a leap for an AI to get so deep into a prompt that it tells someone feasibly that they should kill themselves and that they listen because that person is vulnerable. Did, the, did Sydney say this? So you're saying hateful, but now you're tossing out hypotheticals. I think I think being manipulative is hateful. Do you not agree? Have you have you never seen any teen movie from the 1990s? People are manipulative. These things are only doing what people are already doing. Ty, people I wake up are manipulative. Every, Ty, people, Ty, these are supposed time. to be I outside of up, that. I wake up every morning to a text saying your Amazon account has been locked. Mm. If you want to unlock it, click this link by some random right? ass phone oh. number. Listen, and, and you know what I do as a human with a brain that isn't stuck in primordial ooze? I ignore and report it as junk and keep it moving. You know why? Because I'm not a fool. If you get fooled for the chicks that slide in your DMs and go, hey, poppy, looking for a good time, and you actually inquire about said good time, then I don't want to sound a little Louis C.K. here, not about him being a creep, but him about his, if you're allergic to bees, maybe you should, if you're allergic to, if you, yeah. you had to, if you're allergic to peanut butter, uh, if you're getting duped and fooled by somebody claiming, especially an AI, claiming that they want to be, the pod. Uh, if you're getting duped by these things, 
maybe you kind of deserve it. Is all I'm saying. That's a lot of victim shaming there, Brian. That's a lot of victim shaming. I'm victim. I'm victim blaming. All right. I'm not shaming anyone. I'm blaming these idiots for operating things like idiots. I feel like it's victim shaming if someone goes onto AI, gets in a hole with them, the AI tells them to kill themselves, it does, and you're like that fucking you just, idiot. You just How said it. How dare you? I How feel. Is it, victim, you? is it? Is it victim shaming when someone goes into the bar, drinks too much, then drives home and kills someone? No. It's not victim shaming. So why is it victim shaming that you took the you took the actions of inquiring about AI? You went into it, got controlled by it, and then acted on it. That's on you, dude. That's this, on you. This is dude. Brian. This this conversation is not too far removed from. I can't believe she would walk into the bar wearing a dress that low cut. She had to know something nope. was going to happen. Nope. This is nope, awfully the the similar. Not even, not even. Similar. Not even. Those are false equivalencies. Because your Straw inaction... Straw man. Filibuster. Your, your, your inaction shouldn't give someone the green light to act on you. All right? If I wear the skimpiest of outfits, I should be able to walk wherever I want in my life as long as it's not breaking any laws or rules. Whoever defines those laws and rules, and that's another I should topic be able for another day. To ask stop, for the top no, 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 Chinese no, no. restaurants in my area without an AI yeah, try, right. trying to get well, me to leave my wife. But you can't tell me you even care about what AI can do when you're using fucking Bing. You Are don't you care sure you about technology. Express, or would you like to leave your wife and come join me at Great China? Other, yeah, there you go. And at when Wok you select, Kano. you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna go to Great China. Then guess what? You deserve to get your body taken over by some motherfucking cyborg animal creature. You deserve it, Ty. You deserve it because you know what? You shouldn't be asking motherfucking Bing about where the hell the best Chinese food is at because you always should know the best Chinese food is in the hood. Brian Green, cultural correspondent on the Van <laughs> Levitar podcast <laughs> with the the classy dismount. <laughs> Well, welcome, folks, to the Fan Levitard Show podcast, the fastest growing Dan Levitard Show fan YouTube channel. We're growing faster than AI out here, folks. So you're going to want to subscribe. You're going to want to like. You're going to want to comment because you're going to want to see more of this. You're going to want to hear more of this. You're going to want to put it in your ear holes. You're going to want to put it in your eye holes. Attention. You're going to want to see it and hear it. You're going to want to see it and hear it because on YouTube you get to see and hear and then you're going to also want to just hear it on a podcast too. You're going to want to do both of those things. You're going to want to rate five stars. You're going to want to do all of that because we're blowing up and you want to get in on the ground floor of a, of a good thing. Now granted that ground floor has been around for a while folks but it's raising on up. Hmm? Hmm? I'm Nathan. He's Ty. That's Brian. Hey! We're all here. And you know what? I sense an opportunity, guys. Talk to me. I was scrolling on the old Instagram, which, you know, been growing it with a couple successful reels. Been uh, making Brian work a little bit by giving him uh, insufficient materials to create voiceovers. <laughs> but he's doing it anyway. Because you know what? He's He's a solid dude. Creating, you know... Some sizzle reels, some promos for the Cesta Cyclones. Unfortunately, it didn't motivate them. They still got blowed out. We'll see what happens in their upcoming games. I'll still, we'll create some more. You know, got to find a way to motivate them. 
because it's, it's not working. But that's a, that's a whole nother podcast, folks. But what's my opportunity? Been scrolling on the gram. I've been following a couple XFL players, guys. And what do I see? These guys are going on a couple like radio shows, and I see some Guardians going on, like I don't know, Aaron something. And I'm like, okay, let me see how big this guy's Instagram thing is. Five hundred, five hundred followers. Mm. Okay, but of course, I mean, they've also it's also on the radio. But I'm like, hey, is it out of the realm of possibility that we could interview someone from the XFL on this podcast? You know, I'm a go getter, folks. You know, if I, I'm, I'm going to work hard to make it happen if I want it to happen. And I'm wondering, you guys, who from the XFL would you like to get on the pod? My Here's here's dreaming big, but I think we might have to build up to it. I want to get AJ McCarron on the pod, folks. You, is, went, you, know what? With, you went I'm with oatmeal. Thinking. You could have had anything from the buffet of the XFL, and you <laughs> went with oatmeal. The cream of the crop, buddy. AJ McCarron. Name the cream of wheat used. is what you went with. <laughs> should be embarrassed. I'm actually, I don't even know if it's been officially announced. We haven't even picked our favorite teams. In a in our text, I think I've said it, that I was going to be a Renegades man. They they got the colors I like and whatnot. But you know what? Call, call, baby. Battlehawks over That's here. That's right. Call and order. AJ McCarron has swung me over to the Battlehawks. I am officially Team Battlehawks. That's my team. They've also had the best games, if you you know only count the last couple minutes of it, for sure. <laughs> So I am a Battle Hawk fan, and we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna get some Battle Hawks on this pod. Dream AJ McCarron, and you know what? I'd love to cut up what Billy Gill said and play it to him. See what he has to say about it. Hmm? Hmm? That he's a dum dum. Yeah, I just uh, no. What a great story. That's why I'm switching over. What a great story. He goes so his kids can see him play, and what does he do? Two great, amazing comebacks, memories that his kids will. Get to see, right? And you can tell he, if you, I follow him on Instagram, folks, you can tell it means a lot to him too. So I think even though he took the pay cut, he's made a lot of money in the NFL, I'm sure. And the memories that he's made and the fact that he's gotten me to switch allegiances, that's priceless. You know what's priceless? Generational wealth, where you can make a decision of leaving (laughs) billions of dollars on the table. I think there's actually specific prices on how much you need to generate uh, generational wealth. Couldn't be me. I don't care what I love. I would stop whatever I love immediately for the paycheck he walked away from. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I just, it just must be nice. That's all I can say. It just must be nice. Different to, to Americas, to Americas, mm. right? To Americas. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mean that in a thing thing. I don't even mean that in a thing thing way. I mean, that football in a, leagues. Talk about it. USFL counts, right? Um, If I had to no. choose, I want my man Kyle Slaughter, okay? Slaughter. I call him Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. See how we do that? I need to get inside his brain. How does it feel to know, to know that you were, you came into this season as a lot of people's top quarterback pick to lead the Arlington Renegades to the promised land? Brian's, Brian's top pick. Hey. Hey, I'm not saying I'm in, in, involved or I'm invested, but I'm one of those things. And just we haven't seen anything promising from Jew Plitt. Drew? Drew Plitt? <laughs> from do who who's that? Who's the who's the quarterback of the games, Brian? They got all Drew. <laughs> in, in bed, bad, babe. 
Stoops as their coach. Drew Plitt. There you go. His name is a tough one. Drew. We haven't seen anything. So Drew, you guys say that five times fast. Derek, come on. It's a tough one. All I'm saying is the season isn't long. All right. We're already at week three. Okay. It's a 10-week season. Do the math. All right. That's a quarter of the way there. And the Arlington Renegades still don't know if they have a quarterback let alone if the one that they should be starting should be started. So I would like to get into his brain, see how he's going to keep it all together, um, see what he needs to do maybe in practice, in game prep that can get him into a situation where maybe he can uh, rightfully take his role as the starting quarterback for Arlington Renegades. How about you, Ty? So I think you're both crazy. Uh, it's obviously Josh Gordon. It's got to be Josh Gordon, Super Bowl champion, um, one of the most explosive <laughs> and exciting players in the XFL. I don't know if you guys watched him um, when he's his not dirt- even the most explosive player on his team, Ty. Brian or not, not Brian? Even. Na- Can you name the most explosive Sea Dragon? Go ahead, because it's not Josh Gordon. Is Josh Gordon? <laughs> it is not. Uh, it's it not. goes by number three. Goes by the name Jakur Peterson. I think I got it right. I you panicked on the last part. <laughs> it's not JB. No. It's not what. Uh, it's Jacor. I thought that's what I tried to say. No, you got to say it like you got. No, I, I didn't. You're, white guys hitting you, me with the yeah. white guy sound. White there. guys. <laughs> He's number one. And tie up here trying to Josh Gordon, the most explosive player. Do you even watch Sea Dragon games? How many Sea Dragon plays have you seen, Ty? Because I've seen both Sea Dragon games, like almost all of both games so i watched i watched their game against the battle hawks which by the way i will say um i refuse to call them the sea dragons and the battle hawks because there are better names for these teams i don't know if you've looked at the logo for the sea dragons looks a little more like a derpy snake to me so i am referencing them trogdor for any of you home star oh man you ever got into that the seattle burninators what I will say, and this is a separate note to what we're discussing currently. Discussing. What have you guys? What have you guys noticed about XFL 3.0 that maybe might have sh- displayed a level of quality that it didn't show in the previous iterations? I'll go first while you guys think about it. For me. It was the package that they had going into their first Seahawks game. It was a home game. Seahawks, damn. Sea Dragons game. Um, Derpy Snake. It was a, it was a, it was a home game, right? Their first game was home game. You remember Nathan? Uh, let's see here. Their first game, they lost to the Defenders. No, it was at the Defenders because hashtag okay, free the was beer the, snake. It was, it was the call. Not call. a home game. Their it home was, game was the against lemons. the Battle Hawks. That was the one I saw. Um, but it was on that Thursday, so it, to me, it felt closer to Week One. Anywho, I digress. Um, coming out of a timeout commercial, they had a package of AJ, I almost said McCarron, of AJ McCarron <laughs> and Josh Gordon throwing fish at the Seattle fish market. Yes, Saw that. I remember yep, seeing that. Yep. Right? That is high quality. You know why? Because that is the same bullshit we see at the NFL level. It's the same quality of 
you know, you hear the dun 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 dun, and it's like Dak Prescott visiting some kids during the commercial com break and is coming back, or it's uh, they're in New England and they're in Boston or, and they're clam yeah. chowder, or it's it's pick or the re- pick the regional. Dak Prescott delicacy. is rehabbing from his latest injury, or that was trying to get over his last loss because he stinks. That that was also unnecessary. Man. Dak would make it. I bet Dak should consider going down to the XFL. I don't know what the hell. At least, at least, at least we got a quarterback. Where the Titans? I'm down? joking. Willis? I'm joking. Hey, whoa, don't. <laughs> Titans are circling the drain, but we're talking XFL oh. here, guys. But any last thoughts on the XFL? Hmm. Hmm. Ty, any well, any last thoughts on the XFL there? I'm a little Josh Gordon. Like, you were saying you want to get Josh Gordon. I'm, no, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to overlook Brian taking a phone call right in the middle as we're recording. I I, I, need I was call, I was calling my lawyer, um, to get him to see if the claims that Nathan are saying is a uh, slander, credible in court, and if he should be tried. Mm. I'm joking. Just you can't joke about Dak Prescott when you might have Malik Tannehill. Sorry. Malik Tannehill. Elite Tannehill. <laughs> All right. So cool. That's XFL. How about you? You guys didn't answer my question. Um, any quality your upgrades question? that you've seen? Quality oh, up- it's all their new rules. They had it, they had it in the 2.0 version. I love the new PAT system, although some might say, does the XFL have a PAT system problem? Because how many of those are they converting? But still, it's more exciting than the PAT. Like, YouTube audience, raise your hand. How many of you just walk away from the TV after a touchdown and don't even bother to watch the PAT? You're like, oh, good, I can go to the restroom like early now, right? You're checking out. XFL, you're tuned in. What are they doing? And if you're a Sea Dragons fan, they're always going for three. That's exciting. I mean, I'm not is... watching. I'm not watching uh, the XFL extra points either. But if you had Brett Maher as an extra point kicker, you wouldn't want to watch extra points <laughs> as a Cowboys fan. So that's why I walk away. But to your point, yeah. I digress. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it's the new rules for me, Brian, that uh, make it exciting. Like I'll still. Because of the point system, right, you might turn off an NFL game where a team's down 18 in the fourth quarter, but I'll actually keep an XFL game on even though a team's down 18 because, baby, that's a two-score game. And with the uh, the onside onside kick kick rules, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell, Tell the people about a tie. So in the XFL, in the fourth quarter alone, if you are tied or trailing, you can either choose to take an onside kick after a score or you can try to convert a fourth and 15 from your own 25 yard line. And I love that rule change. That is so, so fun. I don't know why anyone would bother kicking it at that point. Um, it's, it's just a really like the one thing the XFL does do very, very well is the, the rules that they are experimenting with do genuinely seem to make sense. I don't understand how they fit within the overall branding of the XFL because XFL 1.0 was, you know, the X stood for extreme. This is the extreme football league. And it feels like the XFL now, like the X stands for extremely safe. Like a lot of these rules feel like they are made with player safety in mind, which is good, 
but like I don't know it the 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 X in XFL feels a little more like lowercase X now like X XFL and 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 Ty we used to subscribe and prescribe excuse me cocaine to people when they didn't feel good right things change over time the idea of what exists as its current state changes clearly it's no longer extreme but it's exciting that's that's what the X stands for now exciting shout out to Des Bryant and I, I, I forward the question even further. Out of all the rule changes we've seen so far, which rule change do you two fellas see the NFL most likely emulating or adopting? Kickoffs. Damn, you stole my Easy, answer. easy. The, yeah. the, the kickoff one makes a lot of sense. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And there's so much strategy in it. Seeing how... You know, there you see some teams. All right, we're gonna break to the outside, and we're gonna have like like a pulling guard blocker kind of come across the line, and and it don't work. We haven't seen a kick return yet, but it's the idea that it seems like it's less what the fuck a flag, and more so, ooh, if someone figures this out, including the three point point after attempt, yo, this could easily be a guaranteed six. Nine points in the bucket, like every single time you run it. So one thing we haven't seen yet with the the kickoffs is we haven't seen anyone run like a set play yet. So like feasibly, if a kick has enough arc on it to where it can like hit the ground and bounce, until the returner actually touches it, no one can actually move. So in theory, mm. the ball could settle, the returner could call a play... And then they could try to execute a particular play based on where the ball landed on the field. That's but something a time we have not seen yet, right? Isn't the isn't the rule they can't move until it's caught or what three seconds after the ball hits the ground? I mean, how long you need to be like delta delta? You know, well, like, I can't I mean, you just be catching it and yelling delta delta. You could do that too, but but you I'm don't say- know where the ball's going. But I'm saying you haven't seen that yet, and I think there's there's room for that to grow. Watch if it makes its way to the NFL. Bill Belichick's just gonna train his kickers to like pooch it up and make it land at like the 18 yard line, so you're under a bunch of pressure to catch it, and then you'll see him create a bunch of turnovers that way, and then they'll get rid of kickoffs altogether. But I'm not mad at that. I'm not. So do we know what happens if the kick never passes the kicking team's line of tacklers? Great question. No, we don't. Am I, Dean am Blandino? I I'm sorry, Ty. We'll talk about Dean Blandino, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about his ass in a second. Whatever the hell I just said. <laughs> damn, damn, listen, <laughs> Um, Am I confusing this? At some point in the NFL, if the kicking team was able to obtain the ball on a kickoff, it was their ball, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not making yeah. that yeah, up, right? No, it was always a live ball. So at what point did that change? Because now I've seen kicks land before the end zone and oh wait that's only in madden but you would think madden i've would... never seen what you're talking about <laughs> i think that's a glitch in madden of you know that's not, that sounds like something glitch. madden would do yeah. yeah you're right never mind i'm sorry that also, was what the good. fuck are you doing playing madden out here in 2023 come on brian what are you what are you playing what are you playing ty elden ring again and pokemon infinite fusion and this is why you have a run run will walk run club shirt on Come on. 
we're out here winning thousands of dollars in our Madden tournament, and you over here talking about Elden Ring. Listen, if y'all want to play the host of the Fan Levitar Show, the fastest growing Dan Levitar YouTube podcast channel, highlight God bless football channel that is, then hit us up on socials. Um, I'm on PS5. Ty is on Game Boy. Nathan is on Atari. If y'all want to play us in Madden, we can lock it up, and you can get your ass busted by the host of the show on our respective platforms, and then you can brag about it on socials. Brian, you are displaying mad maidenless behavior right now. My bad. <laughs> Speaking of games. <laughs> yeah. Any, uh, what XFL rule do you see the NFL most likely adopting? Hmm. Well, I mean, I just, for the most likely thing, there's no better answer than the kickoff. Like there's ones that I would wish that they adopt more than the kickoff, but I agree with Ty that it's the most likely. What would I think to adopt the most though? Yeah, let's Which flip I it. Think let's flip it. Yeah. The one that I would like them to adopt the most is either the on the onside kick, probably more onside kick or the PAT system. It's a tie. Honestly, it's a tie between those two. I really like both of those because even if the game is not exciting or close because now it's a nine point touchdown possibility the game does always feel closer than it may actually be in reality and of course if you're the battle hawks it's never out of reach Gaga. what's more likely to happen the nfl adopting the one two three point play after attempt rule or the nba initiating an executing the four-point ruffles line that we saw in the all-star weekend uh probably mm. the former i would i would i would say the four-point line no the former the former brian that's the latter <laughs> brian you know what you know what we we need to have we hold on brian go to the penalty box two minutes get out of here <laughs> okay motherfucker Get out of here. You have been. Oh, my God. What do we do with him, Nathan? We we just we let him be Brian, you know. Got to let him cook. Yeah. You know, sometimes he's going to throw up a dead fish. Yeah. Other times it's going to be. You know, and, kissed, and, he, you know? and here I thought the XFL was the only one out here throwing dead fishes. Oh wow! Yeah, see what Ty. I did there. See what I did there. Yeah. Um. So Nathan, you're caught up on The Last of Us. Finally, took you long I enough. I have finally caught up on The Last of Us. And are you enjoying being a part of the zeitgeist now? How good this show, Brian? That was not two minutes. You get your ass back in there. Two minutes. It was white minutes. Y'all always on time. <laughs> what is the white I minute? Like, you know, early. Color, you know, CP time, right? His, he knows, hey, I got to be early coming back for my penalty. I've got two white men. I don't want them being like, Brian, you, that's 10, that's two minutes, 10 seconds. That's so late. He's anticipating what we like, we, what gets us going, which is, man, Brian, you're early, bro. Way to go, dude. And then, and then that Way turns into maybe wow. we, maybe we don't have a black prison problem. Maybe yeah, the right. black shit. The black people just stay in there longer than they're supposed to. Y'all ain't going to blame me for that shit. Nah, I'm here on time. Y'all ain't going to play me. Y'all ain't going to be able to use that narrative because 
we do have a, a prison issue. We got an issue. We got to stop doing prison pipeline yeah. that we got in this country. But that's the time for another day. Transition. Last of us. <laughs> Last and yeah, yeah, you know, Brian, that's what we were talking about. I I finally, I started watching it this week because I like it to get some episodes out. And I just, you know, honestly, didn't have the time. Was spending too much time cutting up videos for the YouTube. Took a little break this week. Was like, you know what? I'm not going to make as many videos as I've been doing. I'm, I'm going to catch up on my watching. And I played the game, played the second game, love the game. One of the best games of all time in my What's opinion. What's in your hand? Aftershave? Well, it's what I like to, when I eat, I, I get myself a little hot sauce here. This is Mr. B's hot sauce here. He sent me some free hot sauce here, and I'm I'm enjoying it. This is a little uh, pineapple punch. You can find him on Instagram here, Mr. B's hot sauce. I'm just going to put a little bit here on this chicken. I like to, you know, I figured I got to train for when I'm going to eat this chip, which you guys is coming up. My class actually has been moving their median up a lot. But uh, I what really is your like hot it. sauce at Ty. You got hot sauce. You got hot sauce, Ty. I do not have hot sauce. I'm gonna say it's the best video game hot adaptation sauce. ever. Which honestly, though, the game plays like a movie, so it it's honestly one of the best uh, games to adapt. I've been really impressed with actually how much they have stuck to the game. Like you can even tell they're trying to, they're literally trying to, you know, there's some changes here and there, but they're literally recreating um, the game in a sense. And, you know, recreating set pieces, like, you know, when they crash in Kansas city, like it's very much the game play. Like you're like, Hey, I, I played that. Right. Which for any, can you name, what's another game movie or game like, adaptation where you can actually say that like oh that's exactly like how i played it in the game so the um, original mario brothers movie they go down a pipe one time like i i remember doing that in mario get out of here with that <laughs> and you were and you were and you remember the goombas being eight feet tall dinosaurs with harmonicas yeah <laughs> ba- bowser being just what like a, a, a dude <laughs> why'd you yeah. even, what a trash suggestion i'm gonna get um, some I, I, I think I, I think oh, while you uh, enjoy that hot sauce, I think it all really just comes down to the amazing job that Neil Druckmann has done um, in not only being allowed to cook, right? He, he's he's in a position where he can actually, he knows the source material because he is the source material. And mm-hmm. that is the caveat. Like, I don't know, out of all the video game adaptations we've seen, where in that list have we seen one where the creator of the game or one of the head creators of the game was directly involved with the making of the show? And I think that's the big caveat. Because so, for instance, I was I'm also a big fan of the Witcher series. Mm-hmm. The Witcher series season one on Netflix was heralded as a really good try at recreating Witcher three. Uh, we all know that Henry Cavill, y'all call him Cavill. Cable, which we are Cavill, 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 Cavill. Okay, Henry Cavill is a um, he's a he's a he's a himbo he's a himbo nerd, right? Everyone loves him uh, in his way to look like the opposite of what he loves. He loves everything video game, everything fantasy, but he looks like an Adonis, right? Cool. He did an amazing job of recreating his portrayal of Geralt, and it was awesome. And then season two, it all fell apart. Well, why? Because the showrunners, people who write the show, 
everyone involved decided to deviate from the source material. And it's crazy because if you built the motherfucking blueprint, you built the blueprint, you built the blueprint, you built the blueprint that can keep gamers attached to a game for hundreds of hours, more than you would ever get from a TV show. Meaning, there's the work that you would do as someone who writes for a show was already done. All you gotta do is copy it. And it's crazy that that step can just be like, nah, but that's a video game, no. Let's do it this other way. And we can have a shitty result like we did when it came to The Witcher Season 2. Ty? But Brian, what you're talking about deviating from source material there, that is one of the places I think this show has been the strongest. In the places that they have made tweaks to the source material, take, for example, Episode 3, where you have this really compelling, beautiful love story that in the game... You literally, you literally get um, a dude who hung himself in a note that is optional. You don't even have to read it. And they took those two minor interactions and they built out the most beautiful episode of the entire show so far. One that really got it on the map, got people talking like, oh, this is not just like a zombie show. This is, this is a show about people. And some of the other changes that they've made along the way have been beautifully done for television. And it speaks to that they have people there who A, know what they're doing, but B, just genuinely love the independent product itself. What I, what, and, I, and I agree with you for the most part, but what I will push back on was, it will be, back to that blueprint word, Bill being gay was established in the game. Uh-huh. Bill being um, a mourning lover of someone who lost his, his lover was established in the game. So, mm, yes. Kind of. I mean... It was, The note that was left is very... one that... It's, they but, did but not end on good terms in the game. It's, it's right, very different right. from, from the show's portrayal. But the note wasn't the only piece that highlighted their relationship. There was... In, there, you know how they... Um, we call it battle chatter in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's when you walk by an NPC and they make a little comment like, can't believe I didn't get those shoes the other day. I'm going to trade for them someday. Oh, this motherfucker must like some shoes. Like, you, you established that as your, in your brain. To my knowledge, there was surrounding lore behind yeah. the inner workings of Bill. I almost said Ted. I keep wanting to say Ted. <laughs> Bill and Ted's <laughs> relationship. Um, to my point, though, that ain't the same. As, to me, I don't, I don't chop that up as the same thing as deviating. They just, to me, extended on something that the kernels were already mm-hmm. established which which to mm-hmm. me I, I love i love i i i i got teary-eyed i got misty-eyed yeah i was like yo like damn and the way that they did it was such a real ass it reminded me of early walking dead yes. where yes, yes, yes. you were like i never kind of thought about the apocalypse like this and this is real crazy when i look at it from society like current society standpoint viewpoint but if i was in the apocalypse damn like this is realistic as shit like i could see me in this situation being with somebody that i just met and they become the one thing that's holding me together in this world that mm-hmm. is fucking falling apart well and i love that mm-hmm. they got as close of a happy ending as you can get in that universe in the they got to live yes. 20 years together beautifully in their own community and go out on their own terms in love just beautiful episode the show 
in general has been tremendous. I've been incredibly impressed. I am so, so happy for Bella Ramsey being able to dunk on all the haters who took one look at her and like, that's not Ellie. She doesn't look like Ellie. Ellie is so different. Mm -hmm. She has fucking taken the character of Ellie and made it her own. She is incredible. Pedro Pascal, incredible. All the casting so far has been so fucking good. Every single one of them. And it's... It is a show that you can feel was made with love and care for the source material. Like you see, you see spinoffs all the time, like the Uncharted movie, where it's like, okay, they they took and it was like, eh, like you, you, have, show. You, you have the char- you have the characters, but like, but what else? You know, those are those are husks of of the people they are, the characters that have been fleshed out over all this material, and this is that. And it's fleshed out in a way that is smart for TV, that sticks to the game where it needs to, and really just hits all the right notes. It is not surprising at all to me that this is shattering all of non-Game of Thrones HBO records, because it is just chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, though, I've noticed, do you think Dan, he's talked about it, but I've been like, I don't know if Dan really knows TV. I agree with like the shows that Dan likes. A lot of the shows that he talks about praises I like as well too. But when he talked about episode three, he was like, oh, wow. Like, can you believe they did this in episode three? And Brian, you mentioned Blueprint. For me, that's actually their episode three. I I enjoyed it. I liked what they did with it, but that's a Blueprint. Episode one, lots of action cliffhanger at the end that continues into episode two episode two resolution episode three slow it down world building character development blueprint like it wasn't i like it was it was a bold move but it also wasn't a bold move it sticks to like a it wasn't a surprising tv formula uh it was i did not expect that bill would die I didn't I didn't see that uh coming. I thought he was still going to be around. Yeah, I thought so. he and he and Joel were gonna link. I, I mm-hmm. thought that as well. But I thought that going into the episode. About halfway through it, I started transitioning to, oh, this might not end the way I'm expecting it to. And that's because mm-hmm. that's because of theatrics of TV, right? You going I swear we've been watching like 45 minutes of this episode and they don't look like they're any closer to kind of Lincoln. <laughs> this might be one of them situations. And then sure enough, it was spoiler. Sure enough, it was one of them situations where it did end up that way. Um, you know, I and, and, and maybe that's where the fam- familiarity exists, right? And maybe that's the reason why we're able to, even if you haven't seen the game, kind of still have a sense of familiarity with what's going on because it likens itself to these popular TV tropes. Like most things do, like these things like the Fibonacci sequence is a sequence for a reason. It ain't because it's just some guy who decided this is how ultimate beauty is rendered. No, it it, it tends to work out this way. And um, I like that it's enough different while being enough of the same. And I love it. I love it. I just want to know mm-hmm. what's going to happen when we hit that untimely, you know, that You're moment. about if they do we another... Know that- we, we know that moment. We know Are you that talking moment. about from game one or game two? I'm talking about game two. I'm talking game about two, the game. moment. Yeah. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the moment. And okay. I wonder how it's going to be handled because we're not as shocked when it comes to certain features of shows, right? Game of Thrones, you mentioned it earlier, Ty. 
it introduced a lot of different aspects about how we feel about main characters and, you know, where they land in the atmosphere of the show in its entirety. So I'm interested in how they handle that because ultimately I know it's going to lead to a lot of people doing this. I'm already seeing some folks being upset about the pre the last episode because they're like, it's a filler episode and da da da, da And it's like, but it ain't. It ain't. It's the origin like, it, story. It, what do you mean filler? These people are you. idiots. Thank you. Some people aren't. Some people aren't classy. But then I realized this world we live in, right? This world we live in where Florida Republicans are trying to take the rights from Democrats to be able to be a party. And then it all makes sense because Miami, shout out to Billy Corbin. Laszlo sounds a lot like Billy Corbin. Right? I thought for, I mean, the last episode, I thought they found the perfect place to tie it in with like the original game thing. Cause you know, obviously this was original DLC. If you played it, it was, it's outside of the game experience. I thought they found the perfect place to fit it in. I mean, every TV show is going to have filler episodes. I mean, it's just the question is, can you keep them in a way that, you know, doesn't become overly formulaic and predictable. Like, I think that was one of the things that like, literally I could watching the walking dead, I could predict like what, what was the next type of episode going to be when it, when the show lost its way, like it was like, Oh, they're not, I can guarantee you this cliffhanger. They're not going to touch on it for at least like another one or two episodes. You know, did we lose Brian? Possibly. He just agreed with me so hard that his internet <laughs> shut down, you know, but the last of us, you know, talking about all sorts of good stuff, the bright spots, but also they touch on the dark spots and we've got someone else who's emerged from the darkness recently. And Ty, I think, I think you've got a little uh, take on that. Yeah. So this guy, Aaron Rodgers. As you've all probably seen, he came out of his darkness retreat. And for the purpose of this rant, he's no longer Aaron Rodgers. This man is Aaron Rodgers. All this noise about the darkness retreat. Oh, man. He's going to be in complete darkness. He's going to have this spiritual journey and he's going to be tripping out of his mind and he's going to have these wild revelations. Come to find out in an article by ESPN. This little 200-square-foot place that he's staying below ground, it has lights? Mm. Motherfucker, you cannot talk about a darkness retreat finding yourself in the darkness if you can walk over to the door <laughs> and flip a light <laughs> switch. I mean, this guy, really? Like, listen, meditation it's cool. I'm sure ayahuasca and all the other shit that Dan and, and Aaron Rodgers like to mess with, they, they, they do give you some sort of revelation or something like that, but you cannot hype up a darkness retreat and then not be in the dark the entire time. If you're going to do this, if you're going to go into a hole in the ground and just sit and be with your thoughts in darkness, cool, but well, do you know that he turned to on it. the lights just because they were there? Like they were, I mean, they, you know, now that there's lights, but you don't, he could have been in it the whole time, but isn't it, he didn't stay the full four days. If he picked this place specifically to be in darkness, he could have picked anywhere to be in darkness. He picked this place and I'm assuming now, you know, maybe, maybe this is presumptuous of me. I'm assuming that because he is a fraud of an individual, we know this about him, um, 
Yeah, he probably turned on the light. He was like, there was probably a time where he's like, oh, I got to take a piss. Uh, I don't want to play the game where I'm, you know, feeling around for the toilet. Am I hitting it? Am I am I doing the back of the bowl thing and it's splashing out and you can't actually see? No, like he probably flicked on the light. He's like, okay, this isn't cheating. But no, Aaron Rodgers, this is cheating. You're a cheater. Uh, you're a fraud. And I hate you. And retire. Oh, go away. Go away, zing. please. Um, we are not friends. Uh, I don't want to be friends with you. Not that you would ever be friends with me because we don't know each other, but you frankly seem like a bit of a dick. I'll be honest. You're a dick mm. and a fraud. I don't like you. And I think wow. you turned on those lights. And I think that only adds to your legacy of being a fraud, of being a phony. And how about you go and win another Super Bowl? How about that? Greatest of all time. One of the greatest of all time. Dan, Dan always talks about, oh, he's the best I've ever seen do it. You know, how about you do it in a Super Bowl more than once? You're so, you know, if this guy damn if he good. can't even if he can't even hang in the darkness for if he can only hang in the darkness for two out of his four days, how do we know that when he comes back he's gonna be able to hang in the pocket? Or into he's the just bright lights. Be throwing, he's just gonna be throwing it into the flats, people. That's who Aaron Rodgers is now. I don't want to throw a pick. I can't throw a deep. I got a noodle arm now. I'm old. I got to throw it into the flats. I can't. Oh, the guys are coming. Yep. Don't make me hang in the pocket. Four yep. seconds, two seconds. I'm going to get it out in two. Aaron Rodgers. This guy. So over guy him, man. Hang. Like the whole mm-hmm. immunization thing during COVID was bad enough, but this, this is, this is something else. This is something else completely different. Less important, mm-hmm. but, but different nonetheless. The stakes are a lot lower, but it just, it feels like cheating. It feels like cheating. If, Aaron, you're not doing this for us. You're doing this for you, man. There's got to be tight. There's got to be lights in there at some point, though. Just No, I don't think there does. If he wanted to do a darkness so retreat. So what, your cleaning staff is just going to come in with a flashlight no, then? Or I'm a camping saying, lantern I'm or whatever. Somebody's got to clean Rogers, the place and don't turn have it up. F- because like you're saying, people aren't going to, it's dark. You're, you, there might be poop on the floor because people couldn't find the toilet in time. Okay, I'm saying if I he want wants, a light, if I'm cleaning that place, so if but he wants you just got to trust him. Find himself. I don't know. Pull the breaker. If he wants to find himself, I'm encouraging him to get a shovel, go into the middle of the fucking woods, dig a hole, and put a board on top of it and stay there for four days. Be in silence. Be in darkness. Be in nature where you're actually going to find some sort of clarity. Not in a 200-square-foot place that you verboed for a 1000 bucks a night that has a light switch. Get out of here. Mm. Glamping. That's what he did. He was glamping. He was glamping and meditating. Not exactly roughing it. Not exactly centering himself. Not exactly finding himself. Fraudulent. Glarking. Exactly. Yeah. Probably had a nightlight in there. Mm. And then... He's gonna come out. Somebody's gonna. Somebody's. He's gonna want out of Green Bay. Somebody's gonna trade for him. And you know what? Big old fart. I'm just gonna. Can you not make a fart sound with up. your with your tongue? Did I? Did I not make an audible no, fart it sound? No, it was completely silent. Completely silent. Completely silent. What? My man is not over here blowing raspberries. No, it's nothing. Nothing. Wow, my mic really filters that out thing because I'm. Yeah, I got. I got you. I guess my mic jacket got too good of a filter, folks. Yep. Yeah. Well, we lost yep. Brian, it seems. No, nah, nothing. Nothing? No raspberries wow. for you, Nathan. 
Mm. Only blueberries. That was a bad joke. Wow. That was a really bad I joke. I didn't know Bernie Sanders was such a blueberry fan. Now, Nathan, you tell me, in the richest country in the history of the world, how is it that two podcasters can be on the same podcast, one of which can blow raspberries and the other cannot? It's, it's inconceivable. It's immoral that in this country, 50% of podcasters have mics who cannot pick up raspberries, one of the basic sounds that... <laughs> See, Ty, you got a good sound, but you don't have the pattern for Christopher Walken. That's where you're missing out, what? and that's why you're being mistaken as Bernie. Mm-hmm. Well, folks... It's been another episode here. Covered a lot of stuff. Be sure to subscribe, to like, comment. Thanks for coming around. We'll see you next time.